college admissions and transitions can be overwhelming. SATs, AP classes, resumes, financial aid, and the list goes on. We as parents and counselors are here to help our teenagers make sense of it all and empower them to make good decisions. If you want to see your child succeed in that transition, which we all do, it comes down to helping them accept who they are. That's why we created Self Accepted, guiding families through college admissions and big transitions. This bi-monthly podcast will answer the questions that we hear parents asking all the time, so you'll be prepared to send your child into their bright future. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Denard. My students and their families call me Yoda Beth. Not because I've trained Jedi for 800 years, but something pretty close. For the last 40 years, I've helped families prepare and transition their students successfully into adulthood. A pretty comparable feat, don't you agree? I'm the owner and director of Bright Futures Consulting, a U.S. Air Force veteran, former college admissions counselor, mentor, mom, and grandmother. I'm excited to share what I know with you, both from my formal education and the School of Hard Knocks. I want to lead you away from misleading information and the college frenzy and closer to having answers that move your teenager forward towards their bright future. Let's get into it. Howdy, Dr. Beth Denard here. I hope you listened to part one of this part two series. If not, go listen to podcast eight on why goal setting should start in high school. In this episode, we'll talk about quick tips on setting goals that actually last and the five areas of goal setting. Not all goals need to be or should be in the same lane. Then we're also going to talk about how to apply the SMART goal setting framework in times of quarantine and disturbance, but they're really good to consider at any old time. Before we get started, here are the upcoming events at Bright Futures Consulting that you won't want to miss out on. We have one more summer 2020 college application workshop coming up in August. Go to brightfuturesllc.com slash workshops to learn more and to register. Find our show notes for this episode at brightfuturesllc.com slash show notes. We'll put all of our resources in there for you to refer back to. Before we get into the meat of how to practically set goals, I want to focus on one principle that took me way too long to learn. I want to help you as parents skip all the years it took me to learn this one, and I'm still practicing it. I've always been that person who tries really, really hard. Maybe you were that student once upon a time whose goal was excellence, to perform at your very best. Well, that was me. These types of people, the tryhards, are typically more successful than the geniuses because they are willing to do everything needed to succeed. Yes, they are the ones who go back and check their work. And when they do, they usually find and correct the errors. Then we all know the geniuses, the ones who already know the answers before the test, so they really don't have to study at all. Up until 10 years ago, I was the epitome of a big old tryhard. Then I shifted my mindset from try harder to try softer. And that was incredibly hard for me to do. It was new. As parents of teenagers, we need to try softer. And here's why. Adolescents should be the ones trying harder, not their parents. When parents shift the burden of trying and achieving to their students' shoulders, 
they can relax and enjoy the relationship a lot more. If you try hard, don't allow the achievement pressure or social pressures to get in the way of your relationship with your teenager. This try softer mentality is what I use to coach myself when relationships are involved. When we're in a try hard state, we tend to alienate ourselves from others. Alienation wrecks relationships. So think of the super successful person who makes it to the top, but is no one to share the joy of success with because they were so busy hustling that they didn't take care of their relationships. A former Wolf Center for Entrepreneurship graduate owns a restaurant and catering company. When the company was seven years old, it was bursting at the seams. Franchise agreements were everywhere. Then his wife got cancer. In an instant, his priorities shifted. He scaled back his business so he could take care of his wife and children. He knew his priorities and that his business could wait. His wife and family, however, could not wait. Trying softer means taking care of people over your goals. It's not worth ruining relationships to achieve goals. In another example that's more teenager friendly, one of our students wanted to run for student body president. Her best friend also wanted to run. The choice here wasn't just not to run to save the relationship, but being a student body president was who our student was. If that best friend can't support you, even in opposition, that's not really a good friend. And it's going to be a defining moment in that relationship. When I talk about prioritizing relationships, I'm talking about the relationships that are reciprocal and worth valuing. The teenage years are where you start to find the people that really care about and support you. Many think that it's all about getting from point A to point B, but that's not the full picture of personhood. As we talked about in episode eight, there will be setbacks as you reach your goals. Speaking of goals, there are five areas you can set goals in. First up, personal goals. These are goals that impact you and only you. For example, one of my goals a couple years ago was to go skydiving. Personal goals can be items on your bucket list or they can be deeply relational and personal. One of my seniors set the personal goal to strengthen his relationships with his younger twin brothers during his final year living at home. He realized the strife and competition that had nearly ruined the three of them and decided to try softer and be a role model of a leader who could let the younger brothers win occasionally. Before he graduated from high school, I asked him, how was that goal progressing? He smiled and told me he had changed, but his brothers were the same. Relationship goals are tough because they can involve people outside your sphere of control. You can only do so much, you can only change yourself, and even changing yourself is difficult. Then there's social goals. One of my students wanted to expand her social circle and meet every senior in her graduating class. Another student was a cheerleader, and she knew well the social pressures that came with her role. She was quote unquote obligated to eat lunch with the other cheerleaders. So when setting goals with her, she told me that she didn't want to eat lunch with the cheerleaders. And the reason why she really wasn't comfortable with the conversations they were having, talking about their weekend of partying and drinking. You know, she didn't want to just go along with the crowd because she felt obligated as another cheerleader. Well, together, we worked to set a social goal to meet other students in her classes and to eat lunch with them occasionally. You know, she didn't really snub her cheer friends, but she broadened her social circle with her goal. 
Social goals are great to take care of yourself. It could look like dating relationships, friendships, conversations such as ending gossip. That'd be a good one. Number three, academic or career goals. These are very specific goals. They usually have a number associated with them. So an example of an academic goal could be to get an, a score of 30 on your ACT or to get an SAT score of 1600, get accepted into five colleges your senior year, maybe get promoted to manager in six months. If you're working at a job as, as an entry-level lifeguard and you want to be the manager next summer, go for it. Think about getting all A's. Just keep in mind that when you're shooting for A's, you're really looking for that semester grade to be an A. And the, the nine weeks grades or the whatever the in-between grades that you get are working toward that A for the semester grade. So it gives you a chance to benchmark yourself when you get those report cards leading up to the semester grades. And, you know, really it's your student's job to check their grades. I know a lot of parents have access to their students' grades now through different um, software programs. But if you do check on your students' grades, don't make such a big deal of it. Use that benchmark to really encourage them to go for their dreams and their goals. Don't make it so much about your goals. Number four, health and fitness goals. Right now, a health and fitness issue has shut down the whole world. So some of my male students who start with us before entering high school decide that they want to lose extra weight so they can have a social life when they get into high school. They made these decisions intelligently and intentionally. Some of these young men started working with a doctor or they just started running and eating nutritiously. Like the previous types of goals, you need to quantify it. If you don't know how much you want to lose or how quickly you want to lose your weight, it's a false, unachievable goal. So be very specific. Last but not least, spiritual goals. Spiritual is one of those words that either bring comfort or gives you the heebie-jeebies. It does not have to look like faith 100% of the time. Here are a few examples of some spiritual goals. Journaling every morning. When you continually reflect, you connect spiritually with yourself. Another one might be prayer, read a Bible or a devotion morning and night. Meditate daily. With all this downtime and closed off opportunities, turn off technology and you can focus on something for a period of time. Just meditate, reflect, relax, disconnect from the internet, clear out the clutter, and maybe do this several times a day and maybe just add a stretch and breathing. Deep breathing can be really, really good for your brain function and it can help you relax and even focus better when you regroup to start work again. Many popular, well-paid public speakers use a 20-20-20 rule. 20 minutes to pray, 20 minutes to look at your, your schedule and plan for the day, and 20 minutes to breathe, meditate, and focus. When you adopt a discipline like this, it will change your life because it centers your day around your spirit. Throughout this episode, you've heard me mention time, measurable, specific, all of that falls into the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, goal framework. SMART stands for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-based. Is your goal vague or specific? Can you measure the goal? 
Does it have an action? Remember, there are a lot of things that you cannot control in reaching your goals, but do control your controllables. Is it realistic? Finally, what's the time limit? Time is last because things shift. The goals I set for 2020, I achieved in the first three months. It's not always like this, and sometimes it may take longer than a year to achieve the goals I set for a year. There are a few time estimates that are fixed. When a woman gets pregnant, she can usually expect to have a baby in her arms nine months later. Most time limits, however, aren't so rigid. We tend to experience a lot of detours in life. When I got pregnant, the certainty blew my mind. It was so set in stone. I hadn't had too many things that were so certain. Make your goals certain, even though there's a lot of things we don't have control over. When you set goals, write them down. A Harvard study found that we are 20% more likely to achieve our goals if we keep them in our minds. But when we write them down, we are 500 times more likely to achieve them. It's all about the written word. Remember my skydiving goal? I wrote that down, but I never told anyone about that goal. To be honest, I didn't want anyone to hold me accountable because I was, I was a little bit afraid of doing it. Well, that very year for Mother's Day, my daughter gave me skydiving lessons. She never knew that her gift helped me reach my goal. And it was so much fun. We actually went skydiving together. During one of my students' sophomore year, her goal was to be the drum major of the marching band. She was a flautist, and if you knew her, you could tell it wasn't going to happen. First, she was very shy, and second, the director hated her. But this goal-setting practice supersedes all the things like that. You don't really ever have to worry if you set a goal, somehow the supernatural intercedes. And I told her, you know, don't be shy about this goal. This is something that's really in your heart. Write it down and work toward it, but also be aware that some things are going to be happening in the universe that will help you achieve your goal. So she did. She wrote it down and she claimed that it was going to happen. Well, a few years later at a graduation party, I ran into that student and I asked her, hey, did you ever make drum major? And she started smiling, the biggest smile. And she said, yes, I did. And I said, well, what about that mean music director, that band director that you had that really hated you and you were so worried that he wasn't going to let that happen for you. And she said, well, that band director was fired and he left. So don't let other people shut down your enthusiasm for goal setting and don't let other people direct your life. In a way, the goals that she made to achieve her dreams superseded even a man who had a job, um, a much older man who had a job in a position that could have gotten in the way. Don't worry about other people when you're setting goals. So now that we've learned how to set goals, it's time to set the goals. Your homework is to start setting goals for yourself as a parent first. This will help you to guide your teenager to set goals for themselves. There should be at least five goals, personal, social, academic, health, and spiritual. And make sure that you integrate the SMART criteria for each of your goals. Ask your teenager about their goals and keep the SMART framework in mind and be sure to have them write it down. As always, all the activities will be in the show notes at brightfuturesllc.com slash show notes. Bye y'all and set your clocks and set your goals to meet with me for my next podcast. Bye.
Joining us this time on Self Accepted, guiding families through college admissions and big transitions. Created by your college counseling experts at Bright Futures Consulting. You can find more resources or schedule a complimentary consultation with a Bright Futures expert today on the Bright Futures Consulting website. That address is brightfuturesllc.com slash consultation hyphen podcast. If you like this month's podcast episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. You're officially one step closer to helping your student accomplish their college dreams. Their future will thank you. Thank you.